Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 100, recorded on Friday the 18th of September 2015. And the time now at the beginning of the show is a quarter to three in the afternoon. It has been a while, hasn't it, since the last episode. This episode 100 was supposed to come out a week ago, and I do apologise for the delays, but I have been very, very busy. First, I started a startup course, a business startup course, which is related to something that I want to do with the podcast, but I'll tell you about that a bit later, or I'll tell you as much as I can a bit later. I also have quite a few deadlines, which I'll also talk about in a moment. And on top of everything else, being really sleep deprived, having lots of work to do, flitting around in the car, my radiator started leaking. In the middle of all this, extreme activity, I was left without a car. Luckily, the car has been repaired now at no small expense, but as soon as that crisis was over, I managed to catch a cold, or plague, or man flu, or whatever it is, it is quite horrible. And it does have me hitting the pause key every few seconds, so as not to assault your eardrums with my snorting and blowing of the nose. But as you heard at the top of the show, this is the 100th episode, so it is a special episode. Or at least I hope it will be a special episode, or it will be as special as it can be with my horrible cold. And the thing is, I bought cake. Yes, I bought a whole bunch of lemon cupcakes to celebrate the occasion. I like things with lemons. If you look at my about page, you'll notice that. Unfortunately, because the show was supposed to go out a few days ago, Each day that I didn't do the show, the lemon cake box mysteriously became depleted of lemon cakes. So now today, there are no lemon cupcakes left. You'll just have to take it as read that episode 100 was celebrated with cake. Now, I thought I would just chat very briefly about how I started this podcast, but I'll keep it to a minimum so I don't go on too much. I started back in July 2012 because I thought a podcast that I liked at the time was about to end, but it didn't. But then I thought, what the hell? It sounds like fun to have my own podcast, and I started one anyway. (laughs) I have never really thought of stopping though there have been low points, but despite that and the occasional technical problem, or just nerves of talking by myself or to myself, which I 
tend to do a lot of the time that I don't have guests. The podcast does persist. It does endure. (laughs) I suppose I'm getting a bit like those annoying YouTubers, only with audio I can podcast in my pyjamas or without trousers and not have to worry about hair, lighting and wardrobe. So it is a bit of an ego trip for me to have a podcast, as I'm sure it is for anyone who gets in front of a microphone or camera or even has a blog. If you're new to the podcast, it is a bit varied, but basically it's a mixed media genre show that pokes its nose into the creative side of the industry. So if you're like me, trying to break in, then this is a podcast for you. It definitely goes beyond just being a simple fan cast, because although I am a fan, I am also a journo, on my way to becoming an author, I hope. I put that in brackets in the notes, but I'm hoping pretty strongly and I'm making every effort to make that come true. And the other thing is that I do hope to do something more with this podcast, or at least audio professionally. In fact, on that subject, I have something that I want to talk about on the show and I will do it at some stage, but it's not quite ready yet. As I said a bit earlier, it's related to this business startup course that I'm currently attending. Now, the other thing about this podcast is that there are no sponsors for this show, mainly because I hate ads, but also because... Quite truthfully, the show isn't popular enough yet, though I am not averse to eating, so I'm not discounting completely the idea of ads. The other thing I tend to do in this podcast is talk about my own work, partly because I want to share what I'm learning, but also because it's good for me to market my own work. But in return, and hopefully, you get something out of it that will help you in your own writing, other than just me self-publicizing myself. For example, I talk about writing fiction, occasionally about writing screenplays, and last Christmas I podcasted about making an interactive fiction game using Twine, which turned out to be a really popular podcast series, I suppose you could call it. At least it did drive up my downloads for a month. In the past, I have also worked as a tech columnist. That's the journo thing that I mentioned earlier. So I do know at least a little about journalism. It all goes to contribute to a podcast that is half fancast, half creative cast, but always in the realm of science fiction, fantasy, and horror in all its forms. So games, books, film, comics, 
you name it, we talk about it, and also technology. That's it for the intro this week in our special 100th episode. I love saying that, special 100th episode. There you are, I said it again. Okay, and now the news. We'll start off with the podcast schedule for the next few months. The other thing that was supposed to happen over the last week is I was supposed to have interviewed another guest. This time, an author. Now, if you remember the last podcast we interviewed, or I interviewed, I always say we, it's the royal we, that's why. I interviewed Sophie Aldred, and the following interview was supposed to be the interview of a science fiction author, a really popular one, actually, a British science fiction author. But it didn't happen. At the last moment, the agent emailed me right at the last moment saying something else had cropped up and he couldn't make it. But maybe that's a blessing because I now have time to do my own work, which I will talk about later in the podcast. Which means that if I'm going to be talking about my own work later in the podcast, it means that the writing section is back. The point is that with no guests currently scheduled and a lot of writing to do, the obvious thing for me to do is talk about writing each week, let you know about my progress, problems, things like that. And finally, the Doctor Who Marathon should be back pretty soon. Because with no guests and writing, I do need a teensy bit of downtime. So each week I will watch a vintage Doctor Who adventure and then talk about it. Now, in a couple of days, well, wait a minute, not a couple of days, tomorrow, we have... A brand new season of Doctor Who with Peter Cabaldi starting. So if I do manage a podcast this Sunday, we'll talk about that. But after that, we will restart the Doctor Who Marathon. And if you don't know about the Doctor Who Marathon, sporadically during the course of the podcast, I have been watching every adventure that Doctor Who has had since the first in 1963. So you may want to look back through the archive. It's been quite a fun ride and I hope it starts again. And actually on the subject of Doctor Who with Peter Capaldi starting on Saturday, because I'll be talking about it hopefully on Sunday, please let me know what you think of the first episode so that I can include your comments on views on the Sunday show. And even if it's not about Doctor Who, if it's about your own writing, please let me know. That would be very interesting. Okay, next, feedback. 
Of course, feedback has been a little sparse lately. So I've had some, I need more, and I definitely need more reviews in iTunes. So if you listen to the podcast, do me a favor, go to iTunes and leave a review. This is important because, as well as encouraging for me to know that there are people listening, it just encourages more people to listen and puts me in touch with more of my fellow writers and fans. So feedback is important. iTunes or Twitter. If you use Twitter and you want to be even more specific, rather than just tweet me, you can include the hashtag Roy's Rocket Radio. And I'm always checking that hashtag, so I'll include your comments in the next show. Oh, sorry. Oh, you know, I don't have cupcake today, but I've got this terrible witch's brew of cold remedy mixed with energy drink mixed with lemon soda. And it should taste good, but my taste buds are doing something strange. Okay, sorry for that distraction. Back to the show. Now, as I said, this week is mainly about writing. In fact, it's all about writing. My writing. At the moment, I'm working on the final draft of my novel called The Horus Box. And to remind you what it's about, here's the blurb. Actually, here's the continuingly tweaked blurb. I tend to change this every day when I think of something slightly better and in fact expect it to change shortly again. But here it is at the moment. A traumatised London bicycle messenger and an enigmatic African reporter are drawn into the mystery of the century deep in the dark heart of London. A secret that will change their lives forever if it doesn't kill them first. And here's a brief description. This is an adult adventure, action adventure, with many gamer, hacker, maker, geek and technology references. It also features a classic MacGuffin hunt in terms of other things out there. It's, well, it's not exactly the same thing. In fact, it's nothing like the same thing. But if you're looking for things to compare it with, maybe things like Raiders of the Lost Ark or the Douglas Preston and Lincoln Child Agent Pendergast series that began with the novel Relic and also the accompanying film Relic. And also basically any of the wilder of Michael Crichton's novels you care to mention. The final draft should be ready in November, so you can imagine how busy I am. But the good thing is it's finally out to agents, or rather 
a literary agent I found. So no more procrastination, it's actually out there. I managed to find an agent who seems like a good match. I spent a couple of weeks writing a submission letter and a query package. So that was the letter, the blurb, a brief description, a synopsis, and the first three chapters. I've got to say I'm nervous as hell, mainly because I've been over-polishing the work, striving for some kind of stupidly unobtainable perfection, which is a danger all creatives end up struggling with. For example, when is it good enough to just leave alone? Because at some stage you do have to finish. And even at this late stage I'm finding things to improve. But the one thing that does not bother me about the future is that if I do find a publisher or an agent, I am willing to tweak things should I be asked to. This is a habit I got, uh, a habit of not being too precious about my work being critiqued by working in a newspaper environment where you have editors who will change your copy. The next thing, well, okay, fingers crossed, that's <laughs> the next important thing. Luck does appear to play a huge part in getting your book published. As I may have mentioned in previous podcasts, the rough draft was finished a while ago, but the final draft will be finished in November. Currently I'm on chapter 11, although in my notes I've written down chapter 10, but that's because the show was due a few days ago and I'm now up to chapter 11. I have 30 more, or rather 29 more chapters to go. And on the subject of my output, let's talk a bit about my process. I've talked about this before and I'm always tweaking things slightly, but right now this is what I'm doing. And by the way, I called it my process, which does sound awfully pompous, but it is what it is. And even saying it is what it is is also a cliche, which sounds pompous, so I apologize for that as well. Okay. And clumsily on to time management. So this is my current routine. I get dressed really early in the morning, drive to a very public writing spot and write for two hours. And why do I do it in public rather than in silence, staring at a wall, which is how Stephen King writes? The thing is, the noise, which is in direct contrast to the quiet at home, actually helps me write. Partly this is a white noise thing, just having that background hum blocks everything else out. But also, I think it's a matter of peer pressure. 
Because I'm in such a public place, and I've got my notes next to me, and I've got my laptop, and I do look like a writer because I've changed from my normal big thick nerd glasses to my skinny reading glasses, if I just sat there doing nothing, I would look silly. So being out there in public, it forces me to write. <laughs> Although I'm guessing I look silly only to myself and no one's really looking that much in my direction. But I like to think that they are. So I try to emulate Ernest Hemingway, only without the fighting and drinking. This morning routine is also repeated in the evening, and it will be repeated this evening. So directly after finish recording this show, I will go and write. If I have time to do a bit of editing, I will. Or more likely, I'll leave the raw audio, pack up my laptop, and go and do my evening writing. How much do I write? At the moment, it's one to two chapters a day. Normally, with no deadlines, it is only one chapter a day. Honestly, one to two chapters a day, or two chapters a day, is backbreaking. It is part of the reason that the podcast has been delayed, because I've just been so tired. Okay, enough whining, on to structure. As I am a creative, imaginative type of writer, rather than one who is highly organised, I really need structure. It has taken me a long, long time to realise this, but it means that I need really good outlines before I can write successfully. In terms of structuring the novel as a whole, I've settled roughly into this configuration. 40 chapters 2,000 words per chapter, 80,000 words in total, which is about average for a short-ish paperback, which is odd, because in the 70s, the average was about 50,000 words, but there you are. And I do have to really re-emphasize, this is a very, very rough guide. If you're using this as a template for your own novel, don't try and religiously stick to 40 chapters or 2,000 words per chapter, because I don't either. And don't worry too much about 80,000 words in total. It can be more, although I would advise possibly not to go over 100, but it really depends on the publisher. The other thing I do is I also loosely follow the three-act structure for the whole book. So there is a clearly defined beginning, middle, and end, or the denouement, 
as they call it in literary circles, but they're actually talking about the end. Each chapter also has a clearly defined beginning, middle and end. The chapters always start off with some kind of action and finish with some kind of cliffhanger, but by that I don't necessarily mean someone hanging off the end of a cliff at the end of a chapter just to make the reader turn to the next page, or a massive explosion of the beginning of the chapter. But I do mean some kind of compelling reason to go on at the end of the chapter and some kind of action at the beginning. Now, on the subject of outlining, Every single chapter is summarised in full before I start writing, though it can be tweaked as I write. This means that I don't muff the plot, and I can add good bits when I think of them later, and I make sure that I add the good bits in the right place. It just makes writing so much easier. And by good bits, I mean little pieces of action, little pieces of funny dialogue that I think would be suitable in that particular section. And because I know exactly where they're going to go, it doesn't add to my headaches of planning. Not having to worry about the plot and the general order of how things happen is really a huge benefit. I cannot underemphasize how useful that is to me. The other thing that I do is I've always got ideas buzzing around my head about stories, ideas, dialogues, little vignettes to the current thing that I'm writing or something else. And these little bits of text don't seem to fit anywhere. So what I do, and I've mentioned this before, is I save all these little bits of text in a snippets file. This is something that's actually from coding or programming, as it used to be called, where you can save up frequently used bits of code to copy and paste later on in your software. Although, in my case, my snippets are only ever used once, which means I'm not constantly repeating bits of dialogue. I've always got an original sounding line. The point is, nothing goes to waste. And the reason I mentioned this today is from a bit of feedback that I got from someone in a writing group that I attended, saying that they always started things but never finished them. But there you are, even if you do this, you can save the work that you've done, that you've written, the little pieces of text that never turned into a whole story, and it hasn't gone to waste. And that's about it on my process, on the Roy process. The Roy process that I'm not quite sure if it will work yet, but it's how I write. And the point is, once you have this structure in place, once you have a, 
a method of working, then instead of worrying about how you're going to work, you can actually do the work. It is a great way of removing procrastination. So in brief, have a routine, have a structure, and don't let anything go to waste. And that's it really for my novel writing method. The other thing that I wanted to mention before the end of the podcast and before I have to go and do some more writing is I also have a deadline for a screenplay that I'm writing. This is due around the end of September. And the reason I'm doing it is because I'm taking part in a competition to find new talent. What I'm doing is I'm adapting a story that I have already written and adapting it for the screen. The story that I'm using is the glassy story that is now available on Amazon. So just look me up on amazon.co.uk. Type in Roy Martha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R, and you'll find my little ebook. I'm going to be using my last unproduced short script as a template. If you remember that, that was the Redway science fiction comedy script, a five minute short. It never got made into a film, but it's useful as a sample of my writing. And I'm using it as a template to write the new script. Which is kind of necessary, because TV scripts in particular, or radio scripts, actually any kind of script, they all have a fairly standard, industry standard, that is, way of writing them. Now, the point is, if you're interested in screenwriting, although I am not by any means an expert, when I finish this script, and submit it, I will talk about it on the show. So expect something on screenwriting in late September. And that really is it for the show this week. So thank you for listening to episode 100, which proves that the show Roy's Rocket Radio isn't a flash in the pan and it's still going after three years mainly due to the fact that I know people are listening, though more feedback would be great. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 100, recorded on Friday the 18th of September 2015. The time at the end of the show is 26 minutes past 3 in the afternoon. Thank you for listening. Be sure to catch the show on Sunday, and bye for now. Bye!